O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Sunday, October 17th. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the feasts, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit, as it is written in Romans 10:17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken Word of God, it is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The Word of God is alive, it is powerful, and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we begin a new Torah portion, Vayera, and it means and he appeared. Genesis 18, 1-14 Hashem appeared to him by the terebinths of Mamre. He was sitting at the entrance of the tent as the day grew hot. Looking up, he saw three men standing near him. As soon as he saw them, he ran from the entrance of the tent to greet them, and bowing to the ground, he said, My lords, if it please you, do not go on past your servant. Let a little water be brought, bathe your feet, and recline under the tree. And let me fetch a morsel of bread, that you may refresh yourselves. Then go on, seeing that you have come your servant's way. They replied, Do as you have said. Abraham hastened into the tent to Sarah, and said, Quick, three seams of choice flour, knead, and make cakes. Then Abraham ran to the herd, took a calf, tender and choice, and gave it to a servant boy who hastened to prepare it. He took curds and milk and the calf that had been prepared and set these before them, and he waited on them until the, under the tree as they ate. They said to him, Where is your wife, Sarah? And he replied, There, in the tent. Then one said, I will return to you next year, and your wife Sarah shall have a son. Sarah was listening at the entrance of the tent, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in years. Sarah had stopped having the periods of women. And Sarah laughed to herself, saying, Now that I am withered, am I to have enjoyment with my husband so old? Then Hashem said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I in truth bear a child old as I am? Is anything too wondrous for Hashem? I shall return to you at the same season next year, and Sarah shall have a son. 
Jeremiah 31 to 31, 26. The word which came to Jeremiah from Hashem. Thus said Hashem, the God of Israel, Write down in a scroll all the words that I have spoken to you. For days are coming, declares Hashem, when I will restore the fortunes of my people Israel and Yehuda, said Hashem. I will bring them back to the land that I gave their fathers, and they shall possess it. And these are the words that Hashem spoke concerning Israel and Judah. Thus said Hashem, We have heard cries of panic, terror without relief. Ask and see. Surely males do not bear young. Why then do I see every man with his hands on his loins like a woman in labor? Why have all faces turned pale? Ah, that day is awesome. There is none like it. It is a time of trouble for Jacob, but he shall be delivered from it. In that day declares Yahweh Savayoth, the Lord of hosts, I will break the yoke off from your neck, and I will rip off your bonds. Strangers shall no longer make slaves of them. Instead, they shall serve Hashem their God and David the king whom I will raise up for them. But you have no fear, my servant Jacob, declares Hashem. Be not dismayed, O Israel. I will deliver you from away from far away, your folk from their land of captivity, and Jacob shall again have calm and quiet, with none to trouble him. For I am with you to deliver you, declares Hashem. I will make an end of all the nations among which I have dispersed you, but I will not make an end of you. I will not leave you unpunished, but will chastise you in measure. For thus said Hashem, Your injury is incurable, your wound severe. No one pleads for the healing of your sickness. There is no remedy, no recovery for you. All your lovers have forgotten you. They do not seek you out, for I have struck you as an enemy strikes with cruel chastisement, because your iniquity was so great, and your sins so many. Why cry out over your injury that your wound is incurable? I did these things to you because your iniquity was so great and your sins so many. Assuredly, all who wanted to devour you shall be devoured, and every one of your foes shall be in kept, go into captivity. Those who despoiled you shall be despoiled, and all who pillaged you I will give up to pillage. But I will bring healing to you and cure you of your wounds, declares Hashem, though they called you outcast, that Zion whom no one seeks out. Thus said Hashem, I will restore the fortunes of Jacob's tents and have compassion upon his dwellings. The city shall be rebuilt on its mound and the fortress in its proper place. From them shall issue thanksgiving and the sound of dancers. I will multiply them, and they shall not they shall not be few. I will make them honored, and they shall not be humbled. His children shall be as of old, and his community shall be established by my grace, and I will deal with all his oppressors. His chieftain shall be one of his own, his ruler shall come from his midst. I will bring him near, that he may approach me, declares Hashem, for who otherwise dare approach me? You shall be my people, and I will be your God. Lo, the storm of Hashem goes forth in fury, a raging tempest. It shall whirl down upon the head of the wicked. 
The anger of Hashem shall not turn back till it has fulfilled and completed His purposes. In the days to come you shall perceive it. At that time, declares Hashem, I will be God to all the clans of Israel, and they shall be my people. Thus said Hashem, The people escaped from the sword, found favor in the wilderness. When Israel was marching homeward, Hashem revealed himself to me of old. Eternal love I conceived for you then. Therefore I continue my grace to you. I will build you firmly again, O maiden Israel. Again you shall take up your timbrels and go forth to the rhythm of the dancers. Again you shall plant vineyards on the hills of Shomron. Men shall plant and live to enjoy them. For the day is coming when watchmen shall proclaim on the heights of Ephraim, Come, let us go up to Zion, to Hashem our God. For thus said Hashem, Cry out in joy for Jacob, shout at the crossroads of the nations, sing aloud in praise, and say, Save Hashem your people, the remnant of Israel. I will bring them in from the northland, and gather them from the ends of the earth, the blind and the lame among them, those with child and those in labor, in a vast throng, they shall return here. They shall come with weeping, and with compassion I will lead them and guide them. I will lead them to streams of water, by a level road where they will not stumble. For I am ever a father to Israel, Ephraim is my firstborn. Hear the word of Hashem, O nations, and tell it in the isles afar. Say, He who scattered Israel will gather them and will guard them as a shepherd his flock. For Hashem will ransom Jacob and redeem him from one too strong for him. They shall come and shout on the heights of Zion, radiant over the bounty of Hashem, over new grain and wine and oil, and over sheep and cattle. They shall fare like a watered garden. They shall never languish again. They Then shall maidens dance gaily, young men and old alike. I will turn their mourning to joy. I will comfort them and cheer them in their grief. I will give the Kohanim their fill of fatness, and my people shall enjoy my full bounty, declares Hashem. Thus said Hashem, A cry is heard in Ramah, wailing, bitter weeping, Rachel weeping for her children. She refuses to be comforted for her children who are gone. Thus said Hashem, Restrain your voice from weeping, your eyes from shedding tears, for there is a reward for your labor, declares Hashem. They shall return from the enemy's land. And there is hope for your future, declares Hashem. Your children shall return to their country. I can hear Ephraim lamenting, You have chastised me, and I am chastised, like a calf that has not been broken. Receive me back, let me return, for you, Hashem, are my God. Now that I have turned back, I am filled with remorse. Now that I am made aware, I strike my thigh. I am ashamed and humiliated, for I bear the disgrace of my youth. 
Truly, Ephraim is a dear son to me, a child that is dandled. Whenever I have turned against him, my thoughts would dwell on him still. That is why my heart yearns for him. I will receive him back in love, declares Hashem. Erect markers, set up signposts, keep in mind the highway, the road that you traveled. Return, maiden Israel. Return to these towns of yours. How long will you waver, O rebellious daughter? For Hashem has created something new on earth. A woman courts a man. Thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. They shall again say, In this land of Yehuda, and in its towns, when I restore their fortunes, Hashem bless you, abode of righteousness, O holy mountain. Yehuda and all its towns alike shall be inhabited by the farmers, and such as move about with the flocks. For I will give the thirsty abundant drink and satisfy all who languish. At this I awoke and looked about, and my sleep had been pleasant to me. See, a time is coming, declares Hashem, when I will sow the house of Israel and the house of Yehuda with seed of men and seed of cattle. 1 Timothy 2, 1-15 I, Paul, exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Yeshua, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Whereunto I am ordained a preacher, and an apostle. I speak the truth in Yeshua, and lie not, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and verity. I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. In like manner, also that women adorn themselves in modest apparel, with shamefacedness and sobriety, not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly array, but which becomes women professing godliness with good works. Let the women learn in silence with all subjection, but I suffer not a woman to teach nor to usurp authority over the man, but to be in silence. For Adam was first formed, and then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. Notwithstanding, she shall be saved in childbearing, if they continue in faith and charity and holiness with sobriety. Psalm 87, 1-7 His foundation is in the holy mountains. The Lord loves the gates of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob. Glorious things are spoken of you, O city of God. Selah. I will make mention of Rahab and Babylon to them that know me. Behold, Philistia and Tyre. And with Ethiopia, this man was born there. And of Zion it shall be said, This and that man was born in her, and the highest himself shall establish her. The Lord shall count, when he writes up the people, that this man was born there, Selah, 
As well the singers as the players on instruments shall be there. All my springs are in you. Proverbs 25:18 and 19 A man that bears false witness against his neighbor is a maul and a sword and a sharp arrow. Confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. This week I want to speak to you from Jeremiah chapter 30 and 31, and there are some really, really wonderful little gems tucked away in these two chapters. Let's start with chapter 30, verse 2, where it is written, For days are coming, declares Hashem, when I will restore the fortunes of my people Israel and Yehudah, said Hashem, and I will bring them back to the land that I gave their fathers, and they shall possess it. First of all, we need to notice who this verse is talking to. There are two groups of people. My people Israel and Yehuda. Yehuda is the southern kingdom, the kingdom of Judah. That would be the Jews. But it's also talking to the people Israel. That's the northern kingdom, the ten tribes of the north, the non-Jewish part of the nation of Israel. And both of those houses, when you put them together and reunite them, is the whole house of Israel or um, the united reunited kingdom. So this is a promise from God saying that he's going to restore the fortunes of his all of his people northern and southern kingdom, and he's going to bring them back to the land that he gave to their fathers. Now, he's begun to fulfill this uh, promise to the southern kingdom, to Judah. The Jewish people have returned to the nation of Israel starting in May of 1948 when they became a nation-state once again. But the northern kingdom, the ten tribes of the north, they are still scattered to all the nations of the earth. This has not yet been fulfilled. Continuing on in chapter 31, let us read. We'll start in verse 3. I will build you firmly again, O maiden Israel. Again, you shall take up your timbrels and go forth to the rhythm of the dancers. Again, you shall plant vineyards on the hills of Samaria. Men shall plant and live to enjoy them. For the day is coming when watchmen shall proclaim on the heights of Ephraim, Come, let us go up to Zion, to Hashem our God. Now, how has this been fulfilled? First of all, it's talking to the northern kingdom, the house of Israel, or the house of Joseph. And it's saying you're going to plant vineyards once again. Where? On the hills of Samaria or Shomron. Where is that in the land? That's in the northern country, in the biblical heartland, north of Jerusalem. And um, one of the main towns in that area is Ephrat, and another is ancient... Well, the the modern-day town is called Nablus, and the ancient town is called Shechem. And the two big mountains there is Mount Ebal and Mount Gerizim. And on Mount Gerizim, many, many vines, vineyards, have been planted. And guess who's been doing the planting and the harvesting? 
There's a ministry up there with a base called the Hayovel Ministry. It's the Waller family. And they have brought in tens of thousands of Christians from all over the world, from many nations, from many denominations, to stay at the base up there um, on Mount Gerizim and to help with harvesting grapes. And this is a fulfillment of biblical prophecy. It goes on to say that the mountains will drip with wine. So let's continue on in this chapter. Verse 7, I will bring them in from the Northland and gather them from the ends of the earth, the blind and the lame among them, those with child and those in labor. In a vast throng they shall return. Now this is future prophetic. This has not yet happened. In fact, right now, Israel is pretty much in a lockdown state. Uh, if you're a visitor and you're not Jewish and you don't live there, you pretty much can't go to Israel right now because everything's in quarantine and you'd have to quarantine for two weeks and it's really not open to tourists right now because of the, I'll call it, pandemic. But this is promising that there will come a time in the future when many are going to be gathered from the ends of the earth. And this is not just talking about the Jews. This is addressed to the northern kingdom. And often the northern kingdom, the house of Joseph or Ephraim, they are referred to as the blind and the lame and the deaf um, because they were blind and deaf to the Torah for so long. Those with child and those in labor in a vast throng they shall return here. And again, this is the biblical heartland, Shomron or Samaria to the north of Jerusalem up in the hill country. And verse 9. So this is all, these verses that we're talking about are all a remez hint of the greater exodus to come. And I've talked about this before. Um, and there's some other passages throughout the Bible that are much more direct about it and directly describing it. But these are more like hints, remez hints. Verse 9, Hear the word of Hashem, O nations, and tell it in the isles afar. Say, He who scattered Israel will gather them and will guard them as a shepherd his flock. Again, this is talking to the northern kingdom, the nation of the ten tribes, the house of Israel. And verse 12, Then shall maidens dance gaily, young men and old alike. I will turn their mourning to joy. I will comfort them and cheer them in their grief. Okay, let's jump down now to verse 14 through 16. And this is really much misunderstood, but I really want to unpack it for you. Now, before we actually read those verses, Rachel was the mother to Joseph and to Benjamin. And Rachel died in childbirth when she gave birth to Benjamin. Joseph became basically the head of the ten tribes of the north, the northern kingdom, because it's often the northern kingdom is called the house of Joseph. And Joseph, as you know, in his story, he was separated from his brothers and was in away in Egypt. But later, God raised him up as the right hand of Pharaoh, and when the brothers came to buy grain, they did not recognize him. So Joseph, uh, the pattern in his life, and the pattern then in his descendants is, they get scattered to all the nations of the earth. 
and then God used Joseph to help save the life of the of his brothers. So now let's read verse 14. Thus said Hashem, a cry is heard in Ramah, wailing and bitter weeping, Rachel weeping for her children. She refuses to be comforted for her children who are gone. Who are the children of Rachel? She only had two, literally. But this is the children, the descendants of Joseph. And where are they? Well, the northern kingdom was taken captive in seven, I think it was in the seven, 702 or 709 or something like that, into the northern kingdom of Assyria. And they were taken into exile. They were assimilated and they never, ever, ever returned. And from there, they've been scattered to all nations of the earth. This is why she refuses to be comforted for her children, her descendants who are gone. But verse 15 says, Thus said Hashem, Restrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from shedding tears, for there is a reward for your labor, declares Hashem. They shall return from the enemy's land. And there is hope for your future, declares Hashem. Your children shall return to their country. So who are her children? The descendants of Joseph, the descendants of the ten tribes of the north, the non-Jewish part of the nation of Israel. And it's saying here, they will return. Where? Back to Israel. Back to the biblical heartland. And in a way, the Hayovel ministry with the Waller family is like establishing a beachhead. They are the pioneers preparing the way for the great return, for the greater exodus, whenever that happens. This is, again, promising that the descendants of Joseph will one day return to the land of Israel, and they will be restored to their original country from where they came. Verse 20 uh, takes it a little bit further. Erect markers, set up signposts, keep in mind the highway, the road that you traveled. Return, maiden Israel, return to these towns of yours. So this is basically saying, you know, you left, you know, thousands of years ago, set up waymarks and signposts and keep in mind the highway and return on the road that you originally traveled on. Come back to Israel. So there's a day coming when there will be another greater exodus to come, and the descendants of Joseph, the non-Jews, who are God's people, will return to Israel. This is what this is saying, and this is what the Jews believe in their eschatology. They are looking for a Messiah who will gather the ten tribes of the north and return them home to Israel. This is one of the reasons why the Jews don't believe that Jesus, Yeshua, is the Messiah, because he didn't accomplish that. Well, he began the work, but he didn't finish it. And when he comes back in his second coming, he will complete that work. That will be one of his main missions, is to gather the exiles of Israel, that is us, you and I, and to return them to the land of Israel, cloud by day and pillar of fire by night. He will finish what he started. So that's all I have for today. These are words of hope. These are words of encouragement. These are words of our destiny and our future and something to look forward to. And I really look forward to that day because I've been to Israel many times. But because of this... uh pandemic. I don't think I'll be going back to Israel anytime soon. 
until Yeshua returns. And when he returns, I think that will be my next trip. Have a blessed day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Shalom. Adonai Adonai The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24-26 Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.